Will 2023-2024 be the last ride for Marc-Andre Fleury? Only time will tell. We preview the 2023-2024 season for the flower on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we preview the 2023-2024 season for Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll talk about a notable milestone that he will be trying to achieve this season and whether or not this will be the final season in Marc-Andre Fleury's lengthy and storied NHL career. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild Insider. Training camp officially got underway yesterday. Uh, Alex and I will be breaking things down on Monday's episode of Lockdown Wild. We'll talk about uh, everything that we saw in the preseason opener on Sunday against the Colorado Avalanche, as well as some interesting tidbits from training camp uh, to dive into as well. So you can make sure to tune in for that coming up on Monday. And then we've got a special guest for you on Tuesday's show. You may have seen the announcement on Twitter, but fourth liner Brandon Duhame will be joining the show on Tuesday. So very excited to uh, get a chance to talk to Dewey One, get some of his thoughts as we get set for the start of the season. So if you have any questions, for Brandon Duhame, drop him in the comments. We'll get to as many as we can. Let's get to the task at hand. Marc-Andre Fleury and the 2023-2024 season, which could potentially be his last in the NHL. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show today. But Fleury's numbers this past season, all told, he started 45 games for the Wild, appeared in 46, was 24-16-4 with a... 2.85 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage, two shutouts on the season, uh, and did have an assist uh, as well. And in fact, Flurry has had points in uh, every season all the way back to 2019-2020. So likes to uh, likes to contribute on the offensive end uh, here and there uh, as well. Did start the one game in game two of the postseason against the Dallas Stars. He appeared in the uh, season-ending loss in game six. Uh, had a 5-4-8 goals against average and an 8-11 save percentage there. Look, we know the contrast in styles between what Marc-Andre Fleury brings to the table and what Philip Gustafson brings to the table. Gustafson, the calm demeanor, 
the steadying presence. Marc-Andre Fleury plays a much more active style of goalie. And not only does that include diving around in the crease, trying to poke pucks away and uh, make sprawling saves, it also often includes kicking the puck out to the edges and uh, serving up rebounds that can be gobbled up by his opponents. And so it leads to, you know, some very different results from what we saw from Philip Gustafson. And while the overall numbers, um, you know, were up and down for Flurry this past season, he did still have some uh, great uh, performances throughout the course of the season. And when the Wild were struggling to score goals, he had some games in which he absolutely just willed the team to wins, um, especially during, for instance, the uh, the month of March, went uh, 6-0-1 with a 2.56 goals against average, 9.28 save percentage. Uh, beyond that, again, had some great performances, but then you look at some of uh, the other games that he had uh, throughout the course of the year. I, I go to the games uh, against Calgary and Edmonton that he started back-to-back, gave up four goals apiece. Uh, that game against the Dallas Stars, in which the Wild got off to a very early lead, but then Fleury ended up allowing four goals in the third period, um, all told five goals allowed on the night. And so had some great performances, but also there were times in which it seemed like one goal led to two, led to three, and so on and so forth uh, for Flurry throughout uh, the course of the season. So at this point in Marc-Andre Fleury's career, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age at 38. And so his best days behind him. And so that brings us to the question of, you know, what do we have this season um, in Marc-Andre Fleury? Well, I think at this point, and Dean Evison has talked about this uh, a little bit, is that the plan, at least early on, is to still give both Fleury and Philip Gustafson regular starts and then allow things to kind of naturally take hold because, you know, let's not forget that it was a little bit of a rocky start for Philip Gustafson. First two games, not great, but after that, I mean, he took it and ran with it. And so while in theory, it may sound like Flurry is in line for a boatload of starts this season again. Philip Gustafson last year performed well enough to the point that it just didn't make sense to take him out of the lineup for any reasons other than, you know, just needing a breather. And that's exactly how a backup goalie should be approached. I know the big polarizing performance was game two against the Dallas Stars, getting put in after Philip Gustafson stole the show in game one. I honestly, even now, I didn't have as big of an issue there because of how long game one ended up going. Gustafson absolutely gassed. And there are reports that there was a decision already in place to make that move, regardless of how things went in game one. 
I still think the bigger issue in game two was how the team played in front of their goalie. Now, Gustafson and net, maybe it doesn't end up being as one-sided as it was. Maybe the stars don't get to seven goals, but you can't throw an effort like that out there in front of anybody and expect to, uh, to have success uh, in a postseason game, let alone in a regular season game. But all in all, it is very much now kind of flurry being a change-up to what Philip Gustafson brings to the table. And Flurry still prepares as though he's the regular starter. He still has uh, a lot that uh, he wants to offer to this Minnesota Wild team. It's just like we saw last year, is if this team does not get the solid goaltending, that uh, it's, it's a struggle sometimes to keep up in the goals department. And you just can't put yourself routinely behind the eight ball uh two nothing after one three nothing after one this isn't the offense of two seasons ago in which you can come back from a 3-0 deficit to win five to three a lot of those early deficits ended up being losses this past season for the wild and so yes the notion to alternate starts may be one that that sounds fine at the beginning of the season. But if you're putting the two together, I think it's pretty obvious that Philip Gustafson is just going to take the reins like he did last year and then is going to end up getting a majority of the starts as the season wears on to begin with. So back-to-backs, maybe if you have a particularly long road trip, where I just I think we're going to see more Gustafson this year, and I just Father Time always wins, and so at some point, Mark Andre Fleury's performances are going to start to look more like four goals allowed a night, as opposed to one or two, and with where this team's at and the razor thin edge that they uh, are are currently walking on, like a tightrope. Too many of the four goals allowed starts puts you way too far behind the eight ball to where if you want to get to the postseason, it makes it very difficult to do so. So I would expect a lighter workload for Marc-Andre Fleury this season in what could likely be his final year in the NHL, but um, still some things to keep an eye on. Uh, as the season unfolds, including a big milestone that Flurry could reach this season. We'll discuss what that is and when potentially it could be reached. That is on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked Out Wild after this. As we transition from summer to fall, many of you are probably recapping all of your great, fun summer events and seeing those way too uncomfortable, way too warm shorts that you've been wearing for five or six years. Well, now is the perfect time to ditch those uncomfortable shorts and go with something that can keep you cool and can also have you looking great. Bird Dogs can accomplish both of those in one simple swoop. Bird Dog shorts fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. 
Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, whether you are just lounging around with friends or you're out in the golf course or at the gym. Bird Dogs can keep up with whatever you are doing on a daily basis. Head to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle at checkout. Word of warning, when you put your Bird Dogs on, I guarantee you will not want to take them off. Continuing with today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, if you missed it, big show for you coming up on Tuesday as we will have Minnesota Wild spark plug Brandon Duhame on the show. Looking forward to getting a chance to uh, to chat with Dewey One about uh, his expectations for the season, how the offseason went, you name it, we will cover everything. And so make sure that you leave your questions in the comments. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can for Tuesday's show. Milestone watch for the flower this season. Will he be able to attain that being the number two goalie this season? Well, let's take a look at some instances in which we could likely see Marc-Andre Fleury as the season unfolds. So the milestone. Flurry currently sits at 544 wins. Patrick Waugh is at 551. So Flurry needs seven wins to tie, eight wins to move into second place all time, and that is going to be as far up the leaderboard as he gets because Martin Brodeur has 691 career wins. Nobody's catching him. Maybe Jesper Volstead will. We'll see. So the number is eight. Eight wins for Marc-Andre Fleury. And with 45 starts this past season, he ended up winning uh, a total of 24 games. So just under 50% of his starts. All told with overtime losses as well. He was 24-20 and um, on the season. So the Wilds start their season off. Against Florida, they play their first back-to-back on, I believe it is the Sweden series, um, in which those uh, those first two back-to-backs come into play. And uh, that is November 18th and November 19th. So definitely going to get one of those games. And considering that the Wild have a large stretch of particularly East Coast games, October 29th, they play the New Jersey Devils. After that, it's home against New Jersey, home against the Rangers, at the Islanders, at the Rangers, at Buffalo. In that particular stretch, you figure that Fleury will get at least one or uh, two games. But I think it's going to be Philip Gustafson right off the bat against the Florida Panthers. And uh, I could see him going against the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. Go two in a row for Gus Bus. So you could likely see Fleury's first start of the season come against the Montreal Canadiens on the road on October 17th. Wild after that, host the Los Angeles Kings on October 19th. 
Then on the 21st of October, they host the Columbus Blue Jackets. So again, we'll say Gustafson against the Kings. Probably then Flurry against the Blue Jackets, who are a mess. They are working through issues with now having to come up with a head coach after Mike Babcock was fired, resigned, whatever it was. Tendered his resignation, I believe, was uh, was what ended up happening uh, with the whole phone thing. So the Blue Jackets are a mess. Then Edmonton at home on Tuesday. At Philadelphia on Thursday would be another opportunity in which you could uh, – throw flurry and i beg your pardon actually because october 26th the wild play at philadelphia then they play at washington on the 27th so that's your first back-to-back the season is uh, those two games so flurry will start one of those for sure then you move to the sweden series home against um, ottawa and against toronto so i would imagine you go flurry in game one gustafson in game two and so if we assume that Flurry gets that third game, then maybe the Columbus game, then probably Philly, then maybe the New York Islanders, depending on how things go in those first few Eastern Conference games, and the Ottawa game, that's, I believe, five starts right there. And so you win three of those games, and all of a sudden then you uh, end up needing just five more wins and you're through most of the month of November. We had talked about this a while back on the show as to when we could see Marc-Andre Fleury get to that win threshold. And I think I had said he could potentially get to it before we flip the calendar to 2024. But depending on how Philip Gustafson does, and the hope is that, you know, he just, takes the number one spot like he did last year and runs with it. The hope is that, you know, this is maybe something that happens on the 2024 side of the schedule. But again, it's, it's kind of a meat grinder for the wild this season. And so there are going to be times in which Marc-Andre Fleury gets the starts. But I think instead of what we've seen the last couple of seasons where it's okay, let's throw Fleury against the tougher of the opponents Philip Gustafson is tried and true as the number one guy. And so you are in a situation now where if you play a tough opponent on the second night of a back-to-back, roll with Flurry as the frontline guy to play the lesser of the two teams and save Philip Gustafson uh, to really maximize your opportunity to win both games Um, on both nights of the back-to-back, something that the Wild did pretty well last season. I think it's just time to kind of flip how that is approached um, as to how things go with who starts game one, who starts game two. So will Flurry get it this season? I mean, I, I think he definitely will. Even if he starts somewhere around 25 to 30 games, Even if him and Gustafson flip, I know I was pretty vocal about unless Gustafson gets like legitimate number one work, that there was no point in signing him to that extension. But even if the split is somewhere around 50-30, 52-30, I still think Fleury 
in 30 starts can find a way to win eight games. Uh, so I, I think he'll get it this year and that will probably be it for him unless he comes back for one final ride. Um, maybe with the Pittsburgh Penguins, just uh, as kind of a farewell tour. But I think it's pretty safe to say that his time in Minnesota will be done after this season because the new goalie rotation is uh, pretty well set. And so we'll uh, we'll close with just some final thoughts on the future of Marc-Andre Fleury if he ends up not uh, calling it quits after this season is done. That's on the way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the Everydayers, Monday's show will feature a look at training camp, some of the things that we noted, um, and uh, just some observations going into the start of the preseason. We'll recap the game against the Colorado Avalanche as well with Alex Micheletti. So uh, back to our regular Micheletti Mondays uh, coming up for you on Monday on Lockdown Wild. So what if Marc-Andre Fleury decides he doesn't necessarily want to hang it up just yet? Well, $3.5 million for where this team is currently at could come in very handy. Uh, And so I think even if Fleury decides that he is wanting to give it another go, after this season, let's say he plays relatively well and decides that um, he is not quite ready. Maybe he wants to just kind of go one more year. Well, that is a perfect time for him to head back to Pittsburgh and do a farewell tour in the Eastern Conference. Because what we know about the goalie situation for the Wild this season is that Jesper Volstead is going to get the uh he's going to get the lion's share of the starts this season and so after getting an opportunity to dip his toes into the water of ahl hockey going to be the guy this year and if he performs as well as we hope he does then that's your second goalie next year there's no reason to um there's no reason with a player like that to give him another go at the Iowa level because you have Philip Gustafson now who has shown that he is um, kind of an emerging goalie in this league. And so you give him the number one share of the starts. You mix Volstead in um, as the backup, give him an opportunity to not get overwhelmed by too much right off the bat. And so if you roll with those two guys, you you don't need a third. You just get somebody from the minor leagues who can come up if needed. But I just think this is another one of those situations where the writing is kind of on the wall that this is it. And if you want to bring back the likes of Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Foligno, Ryan Hartman, Brandon Duhame, uh, if you want to sign somebody like Sammy Walker or Kalen Addison to a new deal after this season is done, you are going to need that $3.5 million to do that. 
because yes, the cap is going to go up this off season, but if this wild team wants to retain, especially on the young side, like it would be very prudent to try to keep Sammy Walker around with a deal. And that may require that you go above a two way contract to do so. And so having three and a half million dollars at your disposal to do that would be very beneficial for this team. And Philip Gustafson, if he gets through this season, looks great, builds off of what he did last year, as we expect that he will, as we talked about in his season preview, then it just makes sense to just go with him and let Flurry do the farewell tour elsewhere. This team needs to be trending in a younger direction. And there's nothing wrong with having vets on the team. But some of these decisions have to start pointing in that youth movement direction. As opposed to just continuously um, back towards the, uh, the vets of the group. And so to close today, finishing with some expectations for Marc-Andre Fleury this season, is to... Be ready in the event that Philip Gustafson suffers an injury and Flurry needs to step in for an extended period of time. Beyond that, just step in and give the team a chance anytime that uh, that Flurry's in net. And I think some of the things that we see of trying to overcompensate and trying to guess uh, where the puck is going to go come with seeing a player who is getting up there in age. And so that's the other thing too, is just more of the trust your instincts mentality, as opposed to trying to guess where the puck is going to be react to it. And um, especially in odd man rush situations or just in, in rebound cleanup situations. Don't be afraid to ice the puck either. (laughs) It's, it's not, It's not as bad as it sounds. Philip Gustafson does it no problem. And I know you kind of want to keep play moving and allow for opportunities for the team to go right back down the ice and try to put one between the pipes. But icing the puck is not, it's not something that, uh, it's, it's something that is okay. It's part of the game. It does exist. And so let's use it. So, Will Flurry get to his milestone for wins this season? I say yes, but it will come in fewer starts this year. And so I know there is frustration with the fact that from some fans that he is still on the team, but uh, just try to see kind of the bigger picture here is that Flurry is a goalie who's been around for a long time. He's had a lot of success in this league and I have kind of these pinch me moments with athletes myself. We are seeing one of the greats to ever do it. We're seeing it at an advanced stage of his career, but we are seeing one of the greats to ever do it. And so just kind of appreciate what, uh, what Fleury has brought to this league and what he has brought to this team, uh, because this is probably the final time we're going to see him lace it up for the Minnesota Wild. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that you are done listening to today's episode, make sure you head back and check out all of our Locked on Wild boot camp content. 
and be on the lookout for more crossover episodes as we get closer to the start of the season. We're trying to run through the entire Central Division and uh, the Western Conference as well. So stay tuned for those and uh, for some more special guests, as we uh, alluded to as well. We'll mix it all in as we get closer to October 12th and the start of the regular season. Don't get left behind. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news or new episodes, which you can find every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.